Disposal efficiency. Well, the mood is a bit different this week uh, for the Pressure Point podcast. A couple of uh, losses, some significant losses, you could say, for both our teams anyway. Um, the heat's come right on. And, yeah, it's a bit of a different mood compared to last week when we were all up and about, weren't we? It's very sombre in here today. Um, yeah, th- things were quite lively last week. It was exciting to be around. You were actually keen to do a podcast for the first time in a <laughs> while and... It's gone right back down to the yeah, where we used to be, where both aren't really, you know, no, so you're not really keen to be here, and it's just a bit flattening. <laughs> Get the vibe from you. Okay. I really hate this podcast. <laughs> Worst part of my week. Um, well, let's start from the top then. Let's start what happened on Friday night. Oh, mate. I, yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you what, after the first quarter, first half, I'll even say, I, I looked at the people I was with, I said, we've got this. We'll win this game. We're looking good. We're playing good footy. And then I just, we just got turned upside down and went downhill from there. I don't know I don't know what to attribute it to, but it was quite embarrassing, to be honest. And, yeah, to lose by 63 points after being up was, uh, was tough. Yeah. Genuinely a game of two halves, wasn't it? Like, the first half, it was all Richmond. Like, you guys, I was like, oh, here we go. You just big, solid win tonight. And then it was just Geelong just put their foot down after half time and... 63 points. I could not believe that margin in the end. The, the, the biggest travesty for me was we made Gary Rowan look like a yeah, decent player. as he kicked five goals. Oh, mate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's had five but games, let alone five goals. Speaking but. of bags, though, Jeremy Cameron's arrived. Oh, he's now. back. He chose the wrong game to do it, but he's more than certainly yeah, back. He's, he's a Geelong football club player now. Yeah, no, he, he had an absolute blinder. And, you know, as much as it hurt to watch him do it, when he was celebrating, you could see that it meant a lot to him. Yeah. Um, and he I think looks happy, doesn't he? He does look happy. He does. I mean, not that I think he looked unhappy at the Giants, but I guess last year, um, I think a lot of people looked unhappy there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, no one really knew what was happening with that club. So I think he's probably found his fresh start and it's taken him a couple couple of games, but he's uh, yeah, he's definitely found his form. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, yeah, it was an absolute clinic he was putting on. Um, and, yeah, and just the Geelong team in general. They, um, I mean, they had a pretty slow start to the season and then, um, I mean, now, now everyone's back on them and they're, Arguably the premiership favourite, which is, yeah, just shows how, how quick things can change in footy, can't it? Oh, that's it. Or just shows uh, how quickly people can jump ship. Yeah. Two weeks ago it was the Dogs. Richmond beat them. Then it's yeah. the Tigers. Then the Tigers lose to Geelong. Now it's Geelong. I mean, if what Geelong lose next week, does whoever beat them become the favourites now? Like yeah. it's I don't like how quickly people jump ship. I'm not denying the fact that they're a genuine threat. Yeah. Because they obviously are. Yeah. You know, to do that to us the way they did. Yeah. yeah they're they're going to be a good side. Well, well, they are a good side. It'd Soon enough, the media is going to start um, putting Collingwood back into premiership calculations. Um, if they hit when it's oh, after their big win, and, and uh, all of a sudden, um, Dugowie is going yeah. to be up there with the Dustin Martin and Christian Petrarchas of the world because he kicked six against a shit side. Ridiculous! And Darcy Moore took nineteen marks, and ah, uh, oh, that's all right. They play, pretty much played against the VFL team, so um, basically. Although in saying that, I actually like what Darcy Moore does. I yeah. think he's a good player. Well, he's, he played where he's meant to play. I don't know why Buckley was playing him forward. Well, so, I don't know, trial something new. I don't know why you would put an Australian for, defender as, back as there. As uh, guest Aaron Dunn said last week, it's not FIFA career mode. Yeah, <laughs> you don't just mix it, you play know, him, chop and change players. Play him where he's good. Yeah, so I thought that was a bit bizarre. But yeah, I mean, you can only deal with what you've got. But um, but you've seen him do this against good sides, whereas the thing I've got against goey is I feel like he just beats up on shit sides. Yeah, yeah, he does have a tendency to do that. Although he has, 
He's had big games he's against big clubs. Games. When, they were, when they were playing finals. Yeah, yeah. Good, and I'm not taking yeah. that away from him because he has done it in moments, but I've hardly seen him all year. And then it's just funny how we play bottom of the ladder and he comes up and has a big bag and then yeah. everyone's all over him again now. Like, oh, the superstar that he is. Yeah. And I, I still don't think he should be demanding the money that he would be from Collingwood. Nah, I don't. Yeah, he needs to, be, he needs to put more performances like that together. Yeah, he, yeah. Ne- he needs to do it. I mean, Toby Green's been very inaccurate, but he needs to be like a Toby Green type where he's kicking goals mm. every week, not he'll kick five this week or six six week and then yeah. he doesn't kick another Just one for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So if you can find that consistency, then yeah, sure. But I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Jeremy Howe injured again from that game. Mate, this guy can't catch a break. I mean, as much as, you know, being Richmond and Cullen supporters, we don't like Collingwood. Um, you get a feel for a bloke like Howe. The, the, you know, what do you miss? Most of last year, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, he did. And he's gone again. I'm not sure how long the injury is, but from all reports, it's most of the season, is it yeah, not? It is. It's Yeah, they're saying it's a real um, real bad one. So. Yeah, and he's not getting any younger, the no. poor guy. So I feel for him, um, the former D, but yeah, he's uh, yeah not in, um, not in a good shape. Well, talking about the Ds, they're still undefeated. Well, at this, at this rate, they're going to go 0 and 10. Oh, sorry, 10 and 0. Are they? Yeah. Oh, who they got the next two weeks? Well, they got North this week. No, they beat North, didn't they? They got Carlton this week, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Took me a couple of seconds to get that button there. <laughs> no, I mean, they could. No, yeah. I'm saying nah, they're they every chance could. to. Yeah. They're definitely every chance to. So, scary thoughts um, if they come 10 and 0. Can I just say something? In I think it was 2016, uh, I think North Melbourne went 10 and 0 and missed the finals, or they finished 8th. Yeah, they were very... So, yeah, so like... It doesn't I mean, look, I'm not it comparing mean, Melbourne to like that, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It doesn't mean everything, does it? No, I mean, look, does it help? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Of course, it helps. Yeah. I mean, I, do I wish I was, you know, eight and zip right now oh, rather yeah. than oh, four and four, hundred percent. Yeah, um, but it doesn't mean everything. Although it's a really, you can't put yourself in a better position to attack finals and not losing a game the first eight mm. rounds. Yeah, for sure. Um, have we got a Melbourne supporter coming on? It's we not. do, we do. We have a diehard Melbourne supporter. He's uh, we've been on and off the bandwagon through the emotional roller coaster that Melbourne has, prob- has put him and all the other Melbourne supporters through. And I think being a Carlton supporter, you can probably relate. But um, we've got Lucas Lampos coming on the line, so we'll, we'll get him on now. Nice quick dial. Normally, it takes a few seconds. Bellas, how's it going? Lucas, how are you, mate? <laughs> I'm a happy man at the moment, mate. <laughs> I thought you might be. I thought you might be. We were just saying it's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster for you D's <laughs> fans lately. And, uh, oh, I mean, by all reports, it wasn't long last year that you were saying, uh, that's it, I'm a Giants fan now <laughs> after yeah, a couple of bad oh, losses. Mate. But you'd be it's you'd been, be ecstatic. It's been a bloody roller coaster, mate, uh. Oh, absolutely. Uh, something I'm not used to at the moment, I'm pretty sure. Absolutely lap it up while you've still got it, mate. It's uh, it's an unbelievable feeling, I can imagine. But what, what are you putting it down to? What What's changed in the Ds and, you know, one pre-season uh, that's taken you to eight and zip? I really I really don't know. I reckon, um, I reckon kind of like Richmond, how they turn it around is the players just like playing a role as opposed to um, relying on, like, Petrarca, Clary, or Gorney to have a big game. Like, even when they're quiet now, we've got other players that are stepping up. And I think that's been the major difference this year. Oh, absolutely. But in saying that as well, Clary, Gorn, 
and Petrarca are not slowing down. They're still having their big games, and the rest of the team is also just helping them along. And it's yeah, yeah like you know, it's paying off in uh, paying off in dividends. So you'd be obviously pretty stoked with that. Now, obviously, the talks at the moment, you guys have the potential to go ten and zip. What are your thoughts there? And you got Carlton this week, so be oh, careful what you say to Marcus. Uh, you're due for one. <laughs> oh mate, I honestly don't know. I, I I expected us to slip up, even in that North game. I had a a really bad feeling, but we seem to just keep overcoming uh, these tests that get thrown our way. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good like, game. I feel like the bag I feel like the baggers might turn it on this week against <laughs> us. So. Jeez, I'd love to be the first team to beat Melbourne. That'd be great. Don't, don't give Marcus hope. He can't do it anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just because obviously Melbourne, Carlton, um, these sort of teams have you know we've been down for a long time, and um, supporters just don't know what it feels like to to be a good team to be a good team really. And I just want to know what how does it feel like being at the top of the ladder and undefeated? Like, this must be good. Yeah, no, it's good, mate. It's um, expensive going out in Richmond after every <laughs> win, I tell you that much, mate. <laughs> um, no, it's a good feeling. It's something I'm definitely not used to, so I'm definitely enjoying it while I've got it. Because being a Melbourne fan, you really don't know how long it's going to last. Well, we were just talking about it before, and we were saying how I think it was North probably back in 2016, and we're not comparing the two sides, but I think North went nearly 10 and zip um, back then. And I think just scraped into finals, if I'm from remembering correctly. I mean, as I said, you guys have got Carlton this week. You got Adelaide the next week, which are two winnable games for you. But do you, do you see you got? I mean, like you said, I know it's hard to you know look that far in the future. But do you see yourself you know really pushing deep and finishing in that top four spot, like you probably expected to at this stage? I think so, but I still think um, you need to first a few of the better teams to really to get a good rating on how how we'll perform at the end of the year. Um, we beat an underman Richmond. I feel Geelong were underman when we first him as well. But um, in saying that, we're playing really well. And nearly every match, I think except for two, we've been tested every game. And a lot of those games, we've turned it around mid-quarter. So, um, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think we, I think we could do good in the back half of the year, but I wait till we first the good teams. I reckon. Well, it's got a lot of twenty nineteen about it. This oh, twenty eighteen about it. Sorry, this season where you guys went all the way to a prelim. Um, but to be honest, from my point of view, you guys look better than you did back then as well. So yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit really with the D's at this stage. I think yeah, I definitely think we're better than that year. A lot of the players are a bit more mature now, and. Um, yeah, as I said before, it seems like everyone knows their role. Even Angus Brayshaw, I feel with other teams, would probably be one of the top mids in there. He's just playing on the wing and he seems to know what he's doing this year. So I feel that's been the real difference. Uh, what about uh, Cozzy Pickett? I know the hype around him has been incredible. Oh. Um, what do you, I can imagine Melbourne supporters probably uh, probably love him even more than everyone else does. What do you, how, how do yeah. you feel about Cozzy? Absolutely. To be honest, last year I was pretty pissed off we used the first round draft pick on him. But um, yeah, this year he's stuck me one because he's bloody unbelievable. And I eat in my words, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's uh, I mean, a lot of people are talking about him being in the All Australian team this year um, as like that small forward. So he's having an incredible season. And, and 
Speaking of good players, who, who would like you, you've obviously got a, a really good core group of um, of gun players. Who do you reckon's been your best so far this season? Obviously, Petrarca's the obvious one, but who do you? Is there anyone else that sort of sticks out as probably um, your, your leading player at the moment? Well, I would have said Tomlinson, but um, he's gone down. I reckon that's a huge out. I thought he was having an unreal year. Um, I reckon Jake Weaver and Steve May have been pivotal, mm. and yeah. Ball seems to be um, starting from them. Yep, I reckon. Yeah, I was going to say Steve May's an unbelievable defender. So, like next week's matchup, Steve May against Harry Mackay is going to be um, a bloody good one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, huge. Yeah, I was, 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 was texting your sister about that matchup yesterday. <laughs> I can Dirty see she lucky. she's sitting here in the corner in the corner uh, as a live audience, and I can see sweat trickling down her forehead just thinking about the matchup. How, how do you see it'll play out? Because I was comparing the matchup. I mean, it's different because they're different players, but I was comparing it to when um, May and Lynch were battling it out a couple of weeks ago, and May definitely got the better of Lynch. I thought anyway. Do you do you see it playing out pretty similar against Mackay? Oh, I reckon Mackay will definitely kick a few snags. He's a lot more athletic than both of them, so you could have maybe for pace. Um, I reckon that's why I made it so good on Buddy last week. Slow can't move anymore, but different story with Mikhail, I reckon. Yeah, he's a lot lot younger and a lot fitter. And I tell you what, if you get him on that yeah. left-hand side of the ground, or the right-hand side of the ground, sorry, on his left boot, he's uh, mm. yeah, he's every chance to slot one. Yeah, no, he's, he's a gun. He's a gun. All right, beautiful. Now, we've got a new, uh, a new segment we introduced last week. It's called The Pressure Cooker. So it's just a quick yeah, rapid-fire yeah. questions we're going to put you through now. So we'll get that cracking. We'll play the intro and... Uh, We'll take it away. Dumb boy. Alrighty, I'll uh, I'll kick us off here. If you um, if you had to delist one player in your team, who would it be? Um. Oh, mate. It's probably hard to I say at the moment I'll, when you're winning. I would have said Oscar McDonald, but he's already gone. <laughs> Jeez, that's another kick in the guts for Carlton. Uh, <laughs> you did that on purpose. Yeah. I don't know. I, I passed that one. I honestly yeah, that's, that's good. That's, it's, yeah. a, it's a hard question for a top team. Yeah, I was going to say, when you haven't lost a game, you don't really want to get rid of anybody. But all right. Um, on the other hand, if you could add one player from another list, who would it be? Oh, I reckon I'd love Josh Kelly on the outside. Mm. Or Zach Merritt. Yeah. yeah, that would be nice. I know you've got a soft spot for the Giants, so that probably would be a good pickup for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> which team do you love beating the most? Ah, uh, St Kilda, they fucking used to <laughs> I, think, I think over 10 times in a row, so now I, I love beating them. Yeah. You've got a taste for it, that's what it is. You've just got a taste, so. <laughs> All right, then uh, next one. What are your favourite cheeses you like to put on your cheese board before heading to a match? Well, <laughs> being I'm a Melbourne supporter. Like, I, I only like melted cheese, so <laughs> I'd have to say mozzarella. Oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> and then the last one we got for you, who's your favourite Pressure Point co-host? Oh, I'm going to have to say my boy, Quinn. I'm sorry, Marcus. No, nah, that's all right. My man. That's the first person not to choose both of us. So Yeah, no, I'm glad you actually uh, stuck to your guns and made a decision there, especially because it worked in my favour. I appreciate that. I'm pretty flat about it. No, nah, Quinn, Quinn's my boy. Mate, we're going to stick together. We've been out for dinners before with the, with the missus and we've sat there watching the footy on our phone. So we stick together, us two, me and Lucas. So... <laughs> That's right. Uh, 
No worries. Well, I hope, I hope the Blues beat the D's next week after that comment. So. <laughs> yeah. give, me, give me a ring. If um, you guys beat us, I probably won't answer. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do win, I know where I'll find you, somewhere on Swan Street, yeah. I reckon. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Well, thanks for jumping on. I really appreciate you pumping up the D's uh, no as well. No worries, boys. Love the show. It's first time, long time. Oh, absolutely, mate. Thanks, Thank mate. you. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, fellas. See you, mate. There you go. You've, you've heard from the horse's mouth from a Melbourne supporter. Yeah. Eight and zip and eight, flying. Eight and zip, loving life and, and not loving me, apparently. Well, he so. gave an honest opinion, <laughs> mate. That's what the crowd, everyone's wanted to say. They just didn't have the heart to I tell know, you. I know, I know. He was actually, yeah, I, love, I loved it. He was yeah, not sitting on the fence about it, which is fine. And yeah, it's completely fine. You guys double date all the time, don't you? Well, we do. I mean, you know, it's, does it count as a double date when the two blokes are watching the footy together? <laughs> Uh, yeah, was, probably not. Yeah, no. Nah. So like, I think the last <laughs> time we went for dinner was actually in the middle of the two lockdowns last year. And yeah, we were at a restaurant in St Kilda and we had the phones out and we we're just That's watching great. the game together. So it was, uh, it was nice. We uh, we can relate in that term. So no, it was good. Uh, well, speaking about people that probably wouldn't go on double dates, and that is uh, Eddie Maguire and Koshy. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> what a <on>? segue. <laughs> Perfect segue. Uh, if you say they so. wouldn't be going out for dinner anytime soon, I wouldn't th- wouldn't have thought. Well, that's if Koshy's big nose can fit through any doors <laughs> of restaurants. Did you hear about that comment? Yes, he's gotten personal there, hasn't he? I yeah, love it, though. He's it's done. fun. Oh, mate, it's absolutely fun. I mean, look, I might take it a bit more personally if it was a, you know, Brandon Gale or something, but it's funny <laughs> watching from afar and seeing what they did. But let me tell you, the most ballsy move of the year, and I loved it, was Port Adelaide putting on that. Yeah, uh, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, the mm. prison bar jersey yeah. um, while singing the song. They didn't cop the fine. They didn't lose points, but they still got the shoving in Collingwood's yeah. face. And Very when you're good. sitting pretty towards the top of the ladder and Collingwood are right down the bottom, it's uh, there's not much they can say. And that's why I reckon Eddie started getting personal and mm. uh, bringing in the size of Koshy's nose. Yeah. I just love that that Port. They're just It's sort of just like us against everyone and they're – I mean, that's, you sort of need that to a certain extent if you want to, you know, win flags and be that ruthless kind of team. Or oh. you just don't really give a shit about what anyone else thinks. Just go for it. Absolutely. And I think I think it does help that they're in South Australia as well. So yeah. they're segregated from yeah. Victoria, which is obviously where football is based. Yeah. Um, no point denying it. There's, what, a ten, 11, 12 teams here from all from Victoria. Yeah. So it helps that they're over there and especially helps that Adelaide are pretty shit at the moment. So they're towards the bottom and there's not really any competition coming from them. So... Yeah. Yeah, that 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 uh, us against the world mentality is definitely putting them in good stead. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really give a shit who what they wear or you know, like I reckon it's a it's a nice jumper. That oh, it's a beautiful one, jumper. It? It's yeah, a beautiful it looks jumper. Nothing like Collingwood. No, I mean no? you have to be an absolute banana to think that you oh. know to get confused. And here's the thing as well: they're not going to wear it against Collingwood. And no. I've spoken to a lot of Collingwood supporters that say. Who cares? Yeah. Like, just don't wear it against us because there would obviously be a clash there. Mm. I mean, Collingwood supporters think there was a clash on Anzac Day when Essendon had a red strip through the middle of their jumper. Imagine if they had to play against a team with black and white stripes. Oh, my God. But... <laughs> oh no, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, so th- as long as they don't wear it against... And they only want to wear it once a year Yeah. in the showdown. What's the problem? No, no. It is It is ridiculous. Um, but and I guess in saying that, it is ridiculous. But if there is a contract that has been signed, then... That's, but was that's there, it. Is there a contract that has been... I thought it was just like a handshake agreement. So, no, I'm pretty sure from... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure what there was was there actually is a contract that's been signed um, that both by Eddie and Port Adelaide. I don't know if it was Koshy back then or not. Um, and it said that Port were allowed to wear the jumper for Heritage Round matches only. Yeah. Back when Heritage yeah, Round yeah, was a thing. Right. Yeah. And then they signed that and they're all good. Thing was, apparently I think Eddie probably knew about it as well, there was never going to be another heritage match. Your AFL planned on scrapping it. Mm. 
So they signed a contract yeah. saying they could wear it. Now Port's argument is, well, the showdown is the closest thing we've got to a heritage match. But then Kong was saying, but it's not a heritage match. Yeah. So, look, technicalities, yeah, they're not allowed to wear it. They've signed off on it. But I like what they did. I thought it was a nice touch. And I hope I hope they were. I, I would have loved if they wore it and just copped the four points. Yeah. I mean, you'd be silly to do that, especially with how tight the comp is. But I would have loved if they did that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's great. It's 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 good entertainment, and it um, it keeps it interesting with with everything between Eddie and, and Kochi as well. So, um, but yeah, couldn't really care about it to be honest. I just just let let them do what they what they want to do. Um, what team I do? Well, something I do care about is the Carlton Football Club, and they've done it again. They've done it again. They've uh, they've found a way to break your heart once uh, again. Like. To be honest, I'm not as doom and gloom as what a lot of other Carlton supporters are. Um, like we were 27 points up halfway through the third quarter against the Western Bulldogs, who I thought was the best team in the competition up until last week. Probably still are. Um, and it looked like we were going to win by 50 points. Um, and then, yeah, and then from the last quarter, we just, we just stopped um, Bulldogs. Their midfield just got on top. They were winning all the setting clearances. They were just getting inside 50 after inside 50 after inside 50. And we just couldn't couldn't handle it. Um, and, yeah, our midfield just, just couldn't stop the run, um, which is concerning because it has happened so many times. It's the 30th time under T that we've conceded five or more goals in a row. Bulldogs conceded, uh, Bulldogs kicked nine goals in a row yesterday to win that game. So yeah, it's concern- that is concerning, very concerning. But at least we know what the issue is. And that, yeah. that can be fixed and worked on it. Well, it has to be like it's been going. What do you think the issue up. was? The midfield, yeah. Or what? Do you, or what would you put well, it down? I think it's a coaching issue because they don't. T doesn't have a plan in place to stop these run-ons because it's happened way too many times. Yeah, and but then in it saying comes, that, you know uh, what the issue is, but it's thirty. Is this the thirtieth time you've said now? Yeah. Well, surely after ten. Yeah, I know. Surely I know. after ten, you go. Well, we've got an issue. It's a leadership. It's a lead. The leaders on the ground as well that need to take charge at those moments and and stop those run-ons because the good teams know how to stop them. So. You just you shouldn't be letting teams, um, yeah, get run-ons like that. So it's it's concerning, but at the end of the day, first three quarters was some of the best football I've seen us play all year. Ah, uh, so you, you look great. We were playing unbelievable up until that last quarter. You did look great. You, you were putting on a an absolute clinic. Mm. If you know from from my point of view, anyway, against the dogs, and I thought, geez, these guys are going to run away with this one yeah. now. And the, you imagine imagine we beat them. Imagine oh. the, the narrative. And then we beat the two dogs. And then not in that two in a row losses for the dogs. Yeah. You know, it's it's a huge story. And then all of a sudden Carlton are right back up there in finals contention. Absolutely. But you know, I mean, I know I know the media twists and turns stories, but you guys lose by you up by twenty seven, you guys lose now to the dogs. Carlton won't make finals this year. Yeah, it's, it's that, that's and that's all of a sudden the narrative now. Yeah. And it's so funny how something like that yeah. can change it. I know. From one quarter of footy. Yeah. It, it it's yeah, it's a joke. The media the media love Carlton losing. Um they just love the story. So it's it's try not to get sucked into it too much. Um but yeah. That ended, that, yeah, it, we're not going to be a decent team. We're not going to be a finals team if we can't fix that error and fix our defensive woes. Well, how quickly do you think that can be turned around? I'm not sure. I don't have the answer. Only David Teague would know that. Well, does he? Well, he, he's a senior AFL coach. He should know the he answer, but know. with 30 times now, yeah, that's the question. Does he know the answer? That's the problem. I mean, he's yeah. got he's got Wusher under him now. Is that is he the answer? Can he help know. turn these around? I just think Teague is like, yeah, they can score as many as they want, but we're just going to outscore you. I think that's his mentality. Which can work against some teams. I mean, but it worked against Essendon. 
but we're yeah. not playing Essendon every week, are we? I'm gonna say not not the, to be blunt about it. Essendon are bottom of the ladder, or not bottom bottom, but they're yeah. they're lower in the ladder side. They're yeah. not a final side. So yeah, look, you can try get away with it against the good sides. You might get a couple of you know fluky wins, but yeah. the good teams are gonna hurt you. Yeah. I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be fine. I don't think it's all doom and gloom as like what a lot of Carlton supporters are at the moment. Um, a little bit of perspective is is needed here, but um, yeah, I'm still not happy with, with the result yesterday, obviously, but um, I think we'll be okay. Um, doesn't get easier though. I wish we weren't playing Melbourne this week, um, but we are. And You need these tests though. I know. There's no point just, I mean, I know you want the wins to make sure you make finals, but you want these tests you want to the see tests. where you're at and you're... You're never going to know. You know what I mean? There's no point flying your way through the season and then you get towards the pointy end and you just lose six in a row because yeah. you face good teams. Well, here's something else with a bit of perspective. We played Richmond, Port Adelaide, Brisbane, the Western Bulldogs. And I think that's it. And then we played Melbourne this week. How's that for a run of games? We've also played Frio, who we smashed, who were not bad. Um, Gold Coast. Gold, we beat Gold Coast, but they're probably around the same mark, maybe a little bit lower than us. Yeah, but I mean, from the, when the fixturing was made they, and our view of them from last year, they probably looked like they'll push yeah. into the finals. So. And we lost to Collingwood, who at the start of the season were okay, you know? Mm. Well, <laughs> I mean, no one expected them to be this bad. No, no, no. They've definitely kidding. dropped off since we played them. Oh, 100%. So we've had a well, That was our only win run. for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Till this week, sorry. So. Yeah. so you can look at it like that, but yeah. We, yeah, there's still issues there and they need to be fixed. Otherwise, we're not going to be playing finals. No, um, hopefully you guys can turn it around. But, but um, we just special mention Harry Mackay, unbelievable player. He's probably the best forward in the competition at the moment, winning the Coleman. Then you got Jacob Weidering at the other end, arguably the best backman. So they're the positives to take out of it. Nothing got past Weidering yesterday. He was an absolute colossus. Well, tooting uh, Mackay's horn on the podcast, mate, isn't going to make him sign. So he listens to this, and he oh, will sign. I know he listens, yeah. but that doesn't mean he listens to you. He will sign. He'll sign. We can't afford to lose him. We need to do everything we can to keep him. Uh, he's one of those players that you don't want to let go. Yep. And uh, speaking of players clubs don't want to let go, Shea Bolton, or I think he's still stuck up in space somewhere after that hanger he took <laughs> in the first quarter. A bloody good mark. Mate, unbelievable. And this is break, not breaking in the sense that we're breaking it, but it's fresh news just came in before we started recording. No, we're breaking it. We're breaking it. It's exclusive <laughs> here. You heard it here first. Shea Bolton has broken his wrist and is out. For, he's had certain needs surgery and will miss two or three weeks after him and Rioli got into an altercation in a nightclub on the weekend. <sighs> this hurts. Yeah. He's the best player on our team right now. The way, yeah. in form-wise, he's the best player yeah. on our team right now. Um, I'm still over the moon about that leap that he took in the first quarter. I know we got smashed, but that leap almost made the, the loss bearable. Um, and... I know people are quick to go, oh, that'd be right. Richmond players get into a fight, you know. You, uh, from all reports, as I said, Rioli's girlfriend um, was being harassed in some sense, uh, inappropriately. Rioli stepped in, got punched in the face, got a cut under his eye, needed stitches. Bolton stepped in, seeing a teammate get punched. He's obviously whacked someone because now he's broken his wrist and he's out for two weeks. Do you, you don't want to see players get into fights, obviously. You do... You also don't want to see, you know, uh, people, especially women, getting abused or harassed or whatever happened. I don't know because I don't tell you exactly. You don't want to see it happen. I'm happy the teammates stood up for each other, but you just – it's so disappointing. I mean, what were they doing at a nightclub to begin with? 
I mean, I, if it's in the rules, you're allowed to be there, but you got to be a little bit sensible about these things, you'd think. Yeah, it's... You're public figures. Everyone knows, especially Shea Bolton, Daniel Rioli, like big names at Richmond. Mm. Everyone knows who Rioli is for a few years now, and Bolton, especially after the last couple of seasons, everybody knows who he is. Yep. Um, I guess putting yourselves in those positions is tough. And now you look at the injury list. I don't know if Rioli is going to be good to play. I would say so, but you look at the injury list now Richmond's had throughout the season. This isn't just this week, but throughout the year... We've had Prestia, Vlosten, Cochin, Grimes, Dusty, and uh, Shane Edwards, and now Shea Bolton. Oh, and Kane Lambert. So there's eight of our top, or arguably the top ten best players. Lambert might be the only one that you wouldn't consider top ten. And even then, he'd only just be out. That's a massive blow to us. And they haven't all been out at the same time, I know that, which is thankfully... But Shea Bolton, we just didn't yeah. need this. Not after Shane Edwards went down on the weekend. We didn't need this. Yeah, it's a terrible blow. Terrible. Um, I think players just need to learn to remove themselves from situations like this, I think. Because they're going to get provoked, especially your high-profile ones. Oh, 100%. You, know, you just need to learn to remove yourself from it and before it escalates. So, And yeah. like I said, I stand by the fact that he was defending his partner. Yeah, like, oh, you know, absolutely. And so you should. Yeah. But at the same time... I mean, I didn't see the situation unfold. Was it something small and Rioli's yeah, lost it? Who knows? You know what I mean? You don't You yeah. don't know. So I'm not saying it was right or wrong. I just think it's disappointing to say the least. And yep. considering we had all the incidents with Stack and Coleman Jones last year, it just doesn't look good. Mm. And from the outside, it probably looks like the wheels are falling off. But yep. in saying that, I mean, from past seasons, you can't hold on to this, but from past seasons, Richmond thrive on their, um, backs against the wall type stuff. And yep. when they say we can't do it, it's when we seem to do it. So, I yeah. mean, I'm hoping this proves to be one of those moments, but I just don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, you've got a big game coming up this week. So it's a must win for the club. Um, and yeah, it's going to really test you. If we don't beat the Giants out. this yeah. week. And I'm disappointed. Mind you, am I disappointed it's at Marvel? Big time. Oh, I can't stand Marvel. It's at Marvel. It's at Marvel. Oh, Why? We're playing the Giants. <laughs> the Giants. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, speaking of grounds, well, a crowd figure. No, this is a terrible day. segue, mate. <laughs> yeah, you butchered <laughs> <Damn> this. <laughs> I was on fire with the segues tonight. Yeah, yeah, you were doing uh, well, but I had to call you out for this one. Speaking of... Uh, no, I'm not even going to try it. Just move on, mate, next <laughs> so segment. There was 15,000 people at the Hawthorne versus West Coast game uh, on Sunday afternoon. Um, I think that brings that discussion into should we really be having lunchtime games on Mother's Day? Yeah, probably not. But mm. in saying that, I think crowd figures have been low anyway. Yeah, but 15,000. 15,000 is terrible. Hawthorne have got a lot of fans and members. Well, Hawthorne had the most, uh, one of the most members in the, the league for yeah, a while. So yeah. that's, yeah, it's poor. Very poor. I'm not excusing that. But something's not quite right, I think, with crowd figures in general because we've had some big games. Oh, first thing stuck in my throat there. Starting to sound all muffled. You're crying again. I'm crying Did again. You? I was thinking about Shea Bolton breaking his wrist. <laughs> um. We've had some big games. I mean, Richmond Geelong is like I'll, I consider it to be a pretty, you know, blockbuster game Friday night, and we didn't get anywhere near capacity. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure what's going on with that either. So yeah. I'm confused. We're allowed eighty five thousand. Yeah. I think we have like somewhere in the sixties, which is low. Like, yeah. what, where where are all the fans? Fifteen thousand is bloody disappointing. Yeah, you, you want? I know it's an interstate team, but Hawthorne's got a lot more than that, and West Coast have a lot of supporters yeah. too. They're not a small club, so. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, yeah, like you said, is a Mother's Day lunch a bad time to have a game? Probably. Yeah. Probably not the best time. But, I mean, it's not a, you know, it's not a religious holiday or thing. Like, yeah. you, you can Families can go to the football together yeah, and spend a day together. So, I, I don't know. I don't quite know what it is. 
Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the round nine games. Uh, and it all starts on Friday night between St Kilda and Geelong at Marvel. When they made, you know how they do the floating fixtures and they can AFL can pick and choose where they want the games to be? Yeah. They put this on the Friday night in the middle of St Kilda being a rebel. You know, they've only come, they're still not great, but they've, they've won the last couple of games. But when they made, when they announced the round nine fixture, like the Saints were like down the bottom, getting smashed. Yeah. And they put them on a prime time game against Geelong. Well, the only counter argument, I, I, I agree with you, I think it's a terrible decision, but the only counter argument I have is the fact that Geelong wasn't playing awesome footy back then either. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, they were better. They were yeah. better. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a weird one. Um, I mean, you know, I think it'll actually be a quite interesting game at yeah, Marvel well now, Stadium. Now, now, yeah, now it's going to be pretty interesting. But Although, I'm just saying back then, seeing what Geelong did last week yeah. to us, I don't think it'll be a close game now. No. I think it'll be, it could still be interesting. It's who knows what the Saints will do. Yeah. Because Saints are a little bit like Carlton in the sense it depends which St. Kilda yeah, decides to true. come out and play. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no definitively shit or definitively good St. Kilda. To, it could be either one. So yeah. who knows? I'm going Geelong though. I don't see Geelong losing, not after what they did to yeah. us last week. Yeah, Geelong for me as well. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we've got Sydney and Collingwood at the SCG. I think the Swans will win pretty comfortably there. They were pretty good against Melbourne last week. Yeah, they were very pretty good. unlucky not to win, actually. So um, I think they'll get the job done there at home. Yeah, you, I can't mount a case yep. for Collingwood. They beat North, good on them, but yeah. Yep. Oh, jeez, yeah. let's go. Hawthorne, North Melbourne. Jeez, North, they've got... They've had a couple of... Win- they, yeah, last week was winnable for them, and then they've got this one. If they can't beat Hawthorne, North, I don't think they're going to win a game. Nah, especially what, down at Tassie as well. Yeah. They both play down there, so it's a good chance for them to win. If they can't beat Hawthorne, I mean, same as Adelaide last year, we didn't think they were going to win a game come late in the season. Yeah. But you just, they're going to get the monkey off the back north. Yeah. And I think this has to be it for them. Yeah. I don't see who else they're going to beat throughout the year. I mean, unless they pinch a fluky win somewhere, which they're every chance to because it's footy and who knows. Um, but yeah, they, they really want to get the win this week. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I think I'm going to tip north, I reckon. Yeah. You're gonna go for them, or are you gonna go Hawks? I'll go the safe bet and go Hawks. But in saying that, it's not that safe, though, is it? Well, it's not safe, but I mean, <laughs> another you know, one. Neither are safe. In theory, it yeah. should be safe. Um, yeah. and I think Hawthorne played Tassie quite well, though. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Hawks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, got the Q Clash Saturday Twilight Gold Coast Brisbane. Arguably the biggest Con. rivalry in the league. Well, they it gets spicy. And actually, they, I was I was joking yeah, when are, I said that. It does it, get spicy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Remember the other year with um, Zorko and Took Miller? That's right. Yeah. yeah. It gets uh, it does get feisty. Yeah. So who knows what could happen in this game? It's yeah. uh, twilight time. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah, 4.35 at Metricon Stadium. Brisbane are in red hot form though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was about to say. Hard to, hard to tip against them. I'm not. Well. Yeah. I'm not mounting a case for the Suns here. Look, they're, you know, they're, they're playing all right as well, though. Yeah. They, they haven't been too bad the last couple of weeks, but Brisbane are in, yeah, pretty good form at the moment. I don't see them losing. They bottled it against the Saints last week, the Suns. They were in a winning position. And yeah. And, that, and, you know, and it's St. Kilda as well. Yeah. You, you should be should beating those that. sides when you're in front, especially. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm going Brisbane for this one. Yeah. Saturday night, we've got your game, Richmond and GWS at, where is it? Marvel <laughs> fucking stadium. Excuse the French. Marvel Stadium. We have to win this game. Mm. Yeah. That's what I'm leaving it at. You we have to, have to you win lose this game. You're four and five. Yeah. That's unlikely. Well, we already got the worst record we've had since yeah. the year we won the flag, which we've had bad records early in the season pretty much every year since then, but this is the worst now yeah. we've had. So if we don't, yeah, we have to win this week. It's as simple as that. We can't afford to lose. And if we lose, then I don't know anymore. 
fucked. <laughs> no, I'm not. That, I'm not. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not that down about it. But yeah, if we lose this week, I'll be. Uh, I'll yeah. be a mess next week on the podcast. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. I think. I think we're gonna win. Yeah. I think we have to. Backs against the wall. We do like that. Um, Grimes is back. Hopefully, Prestia. I could be wrong about Prestia. I think he might still be another week or two away though. Yep. But if he comes back, it'll be massive. Yep. I think you guys will be too strong. You'll bounce back, um, especially after an embarrassing loss like you had. Uh, also on Saturday night. Potentially the match of the round, Port Adelaide and the Western Bulldogs at the Adelaide Oval. This will be great. Yeah. This will be a really, really good game. Um, I think Port's forward line's probably too strong for the Dogs' back line. Um, as we've said before, I think their back, lo- back line and forward line, the Dogs, isn't their strong suit. It's clearly their midfield. Um, and Port's, some of their big forwards down there, I think are going to be too strong for the Bulldogs and especially at their home ground where they love to play and hopefully they put the, uh, the prison by jersey on after the game again, which I doubt they will, but it'd be nice. I think Port... Uh, we'll take this one. Yeah, I think Port as well, just because it's at home. Um, Sunday Arvo, we've got Essendon and Frio. Frio at It's interesting. It's a hard one to pick, actually. I mean... It actually is. Frio, I think... Like, you'd probably pick Frio if it was in Perth. Yeah, I would. Definitely. I was about to say, I yeah. think the fact that it's at Marvel is going to lean me towards Essendon. Yeah. Um, and I'm liking what Yesenden's young guys are doing as much as I hate to admit it. I think Essendon's young guys are doing some great things as well as Freo's, but I'm liking Essendon a little bit more, especially at the Marvel home ground advantage. Yeah, I think Essendon on the fast track, they'll, they'll, I reckon they'll, they'll get them there. Uh, Freo just, yeah, just don't travel well. So And they like the open spaces, Freo as well. So yeah. if it's at the G, Maybe. it would be different. Yeah, But yeah, no, at Marvel, I'm going to go Essendon. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne Carlton at the MCG, 320 Sunday Arvo. Melbourne are due. They're due for a loss. They are due. And you guys have had some pretty good battles recently as well. Yeah, we have. We have. It was, uh, I think, yeah, Melbourne beat us by a point last year, um, which was a good game. But it's hard. Melbourne are in unbelievable form, obviously haven't lost a game. And I don't, I honestly don't know. If we play like we did against the Bulldogs and don't, like, and we can control those momentum swings, I think we're every chance to win. But, it's hard. How can you tip against Melbourne at the moment? Well, I was about to say, I mean, like I said, if Carlton play four quarters of football at their best, they'll beat a lot yeah. of sides. Um, but it's, I think it's too hard to tip against a team that's eight and zip at the moment and don't really look like slowing down, yeah. especially at the G where they've, well, it's obviously their home ground. They love playing there. So I, yeah, it's for me, it's too hard to tip against them. You never know because of footy, but yeah, for me, Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne for me as well. Uh, final game of the round, we've got West Coast and Adelaide at Optus Stadium, and this is where West Coast do their best, best bullying against these sort of teams, 4.40 on a Sunday evening. That's right. It's classic West Coast time slot, isn't it? Oh, 100%. It's, uh, I feel like they get this time a lot, actually. They always A late do. game on, yeah. a, on a Sunday and at Optus Stadium. Beat up on whoever they play. That's it. That's it. If West Coast playing at home, um, they're very similar to a Jordan Ngoi against a bad team. They're <laughs> just like beating up on them. So Absolutely. Yeah, we can't see the Crom making a, making no, any sort Crom of... Crom have uh, dropped off a bit now. They yeah. have. The, uh, you can see everyone's sort of starting to slowly jump yeah. off the bandwagon now. That's not as exciting as they were early on. But um, yeah, nah, for me, West Coast quite comfortably over there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, that is round nine. Some big games to look forward to. Um, some, uh, especially for our teams. Some couple of must-win games there, keep our seasons on track, um, and yeah, I think yeah, I think the fallout from I'm really looking forward to the fallout from Richmond GWS and the, this time next week on the podcast. If you guys lose, ah, oh, there might not be a podcast if we lose <laughs> if we <laughs> lose GWS. The amount of shit I've been through and I back it up every week. 
I'm sure a Richmond supporter that's won three premierships in four years can can do a podcast when yeah, you're four and five. Once you've had that success and it gets taken away from you, mate, it's it's different. It's different feeling. I won't have it. Anyway, who are our sponsors? Can we thank them? We can thank them and we will thank them. So we'll thank. start off with Millie and Mom, who I also want to thank for their Mother's Day giveaway they did. Um, we had a lucky winner, Jamie Kelly, who was very happy with that. So... Big thank you to them for, you know, being able to donate that to us and uh, let us hand it on to a lucky listener. So really appreciate that. And who's our other one, Marcus? And we've also got Retro, retro Jet Prince Go Ends. Woo! 